Okay, Erev Tov. We begin the next chunk of 21 Prakim uh, in the Rambam, which is really going to be discussing um, other attributes of Hashem. Okay, we're going to talk about feelings, emotions, things like that. Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes. And the overall question is, how can Hashem, that is one, have multiple attributes? That's the overall discussion that's going to be going on, not in this chapter, but that's the overall question that we're dealing with. And uh, and uh, we're, we're going to see, so... Uh, it, it, you know, exactly how, how do we explain this whole idea over here. And what we're going to see is there's going to be all kinds of discussions of what language is able to accomplish. Now, there's a whole discussion of where thoughts and language come from, okay? And um, we're going to start with, um, in the sheet here, uh, I got this from the, what do you call it? Google, whatever. We're talking about the idea of epistemology, epistemology, which means the acquisition of knowledge. How does a person acquire knowledge? This is a big. So I, ga- I gave the sheets. You should have sheets. Right? Somebody learns. There should be enough. Two people who are very close to each other can see one. Okay, the question <laughs> is. Where do you acquire knowledge from? So, you know, there is a certain idea of prior knowledge, schema, and everything you're able to take in, that's how you can get new knowledge. But is that the only way? Because then that's very limited, because your schema is limited to your experiences, and you uh, assimilate new information based on what you have. Is there possibly another way for this to happen? And um, and uh, when we talk about knowledge, a lot of that has to do with your language. Because language is really describing what you're thinking. So what the whole point the Rambam is going to be telling us, is it possible to be able to comprehend something that you can't explain? Because language is a function of your knowledge. And vice versa, so to speak. So therefore, is, is it some is it possible that I can understand something, but I cannot explain it? And this is a very important idea, especially when you're going to start talking about Hashem. Okay, so let's just read a little bit here. Um, how do we know this is by this of its of Vicenna, whatever? It's one of these uh, uh, fellows who was before the Rambam. And you could say his his attitudes influenced the Rambam. Not Jewish. Yeah. How do we know that an experience of ours is veridical, which means truthful, from verified, verified. Uh-huh. <laughs> to verified? There are two methods to achieve this. First, there are the standards of formal inference of arguments. Is the argument logically sound? Second, the most and most importantly, there is a transcendent intellect in which all the essences of things and all knowledge resides. This intellect, known as the active intellect, 
illuminates the human intellect through conjunction and bestows upon the human intellect true knowledge of things. Conjunction, however, is episodic from the word episode and only occurs to human intellects that have become adequately trained and thereby actualized. The active intellect also intervenes in the assessment of sound influences through Avicenna's theory of intuition. A syllogistic inference draws a conclusion from true prepositional premises through their connection or their middle term. It's sometimes rather difficult to see what the middle term is. Thus, when something reflecting upon an inferential problem suddenly hits upon the middle term and thus understands the correct result, she has been helped through intuition inspired by the active intellect. So in other words, I couldn't explain that in my way. There is, there is a higher form of intellect that's like beyond you, like intuition that's able to just come up with things intuitively. There are various objections that can be raised against this theory, especially because it's predicated upon a cosmology widely refuted in the post-Copernican world. Now, Avesenso's epistemology is predicated upon a theory of soul that is independent of the body and capable of abstraction. This proof for the self in many ways prefigures by 600 years the Cartesian Kajido, Kajido, whatever, and the modern philosophical notion of the self. It demonstrates blah, 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 blah. But anyway, the point being, long and the short is, your is it only going to be from schema that you have? Or is there something beyond your uh, obvious cognition level that is able to bring into bear up deeper understandings? And this is where it's not where there's any language is done. That's... A general idea. We'll go now in the Rambam and he'll discuss more of this. But it's very important when we're going to start discussing Hashem. Mm -hmm. Is there ways to have a cognition of Hashem in ways that are not describable? And just because you can't describe it doesn't mean they're not there. And you can't be thinking in an abstract way, even though I have no words, I have no language to describe it. So are you going to say, no, if I can't say it, it isn't there. Right? It's just a crazy Michigas. But no, it could really, your brain is such that you, it can go into abstractions of things that you really don't know. You got this idea, this idea, and then you can abstract out another a concept. And that is, can be very clear to you, but there's no words in the, your, your history of life that can explain what it is. Okay, let's give an example. Does Hashem, did Hashem exist before the world was created? 100%. But that itself I can't say. Yes. You can't say before the world was created because there was no such thing as before yes. until there was creation. Because that means it has to be, say the word before means it has to be time. And God created time. So I can't, I can't say what I want to say, but it's true. You understand? The English language cannot say God existed before creation. You cannot say those words. Because in terms of your schema, if something is before, it's here. It's, it's, it's based in time. Time needs to have mass. Right? And, and change. Now, if God is not physical, then God has no time and no mass 
It's not going to be before. But but the truth is, it, it was before the world was. But, but you can't say before. You understand? So just that I can't say it doesn't mean I don't know it. And that's the important point. Now, some people say, yeah, if you can't say it, then you don't know it. But the question is, can you do this? Now, this becomes a very important thing where let's say, for example, when you're going to say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Hashem is one. What does it mean that Hashem is one? If you really get into the weeds, you can't, there are no words that can explain it, really. Really. Right? Because we have no experience of that. But yet we say it. So now what are we saying? Are we saying things we don't understand? Could be. I believe it. But what do you believe? Well, he's one. What do you mean he's one? Like there's one God? And there isn't more than one God? No, that's not what I mean. So, and the point the Rambam is going to eventually get to is, you know, it's very, now, uh, for example, the Muslim world was very much into verbal affirmations even though there's no knowledge behind it. You say things that they're true, but you have no idea of understanding it. And that's a big thing in the Muslim world. Because a lot of things just say it, even though you don't understand it. You just keep saying it, and it's true. question is that the same thing for us. Just keep saying, God is one. And that's it, and you believe that God is one. Yeah, but do you know that God is one? What do you mean, do you know? What does it mean that God is one? What's the implications of God is one? Mm-hmm. Now you got to start thinking beyond your box, right? And this is where you have to get to intuition and ideas that you don't really have previous schema. You have nothing else to reference yeah. being one. Now your mind can, what are you, you going to say, abstract the idea. But so now, but I can't really explain in real words in the in because the words can't explain it. Hashem is before words. So this becomes a very important idea. And the Rambam's from the philosophy that you can definitely think things and understand things, and it's very clear to you, but you don't have to have the words to be able to say it. And it's just something that's in the mind, and like-minded people will understand what it is. That's the main point. Yeah, thank you for your patience. So I hear what the term E equals MC squared means. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any grasp of the profundity of what it is, rather than just to rattle off energies. You know, there's, there's, there's <laughs> mass. Mass, 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 mass times twice the speed of light. I don't know what that really means. And they say that only a handful of people in the world really can really grasp what Einstein was saying. That's right. But I have a belief that he was do- is true. That's fine. But you know what? And that's not going to make a difference in your life. But when to believe Hashem is one, that makes a big... You can believe it's true without understanding... That's fine. That's fine, but that's not important. No, I'm not debating. I'm just trying to... But the point is, it doesn't really affect the essence of your existence. Okay. If I'm a physicist, I'm working. No, but a regular person, it's not going to make the difference if you're going to be a good person, bad person, believe in Hashem, this and that. It's just like, it's like a cell phone. I don't understand how it works. I just believe it works. That's fine. But now we're talking about real philosophy. That really makes a difference. There's a big difference if you believe there's one God or not. It's not right. just some 
uh, an interesting an fact that you know. You live your life based on that reality. Okay? So I guess maybe for real physicists who really know what they're talking about, they better darn well understand what they're saying. Because if they just, uh, if you want to be a physicist and just say, well, I know what it means, but you really don't know, know what it means, then you can't do anything with it. While when you say, you could say it. If you don't know what it really means, then you can't do anything with it. It's just lip service. Now, when we know one thing, when you say Shema and it's just lip service, you're not Yitzhak. And that's such an important principle. This is now here's the question. So our do we now most people may not be able to understand what it really means when they say Shema Yisrael Shem. There's one Hashem and that's it, and he's in charge. But if you've been listening to the class we've been doing with Rapinkus and that Shimshon, he's saying when you say Shema in the morning, man, that is a what's the word? Uh, a huge change. What's the word I'm looking for? When you. Uh, uh, it changing your wealth and job. Paradigm shift. Yes. Pre-Shema Yisrael, post-Shema Yisrael is an amazing paradigm shift. It, it, it's, it's a different world. Once you say Shema Yisrael, someone can have it. It changes your whole idea of how much effort should you make in life. It's as a total revolution understanding what your life is. Now, that's something you can understand in the abstract. It's real. But you can't really use words that can really be understood. But you can live it that. So you say the words, but you know what's behind the words. You have, it's such an intimate knowledge with that. Even though there's no pre, there cannot be a previous schema to understand this. We don't have a life with an infinite being that can be described. So I have no scheme of an infinite being. So how can I say he's one? Now, if I really don't understand that, but I can. I can, my mind can comprehend it and I can't express it. So then we're going to, once I understand that concept, then we can start dealing with multiple characteristics of Hashem, which will not necessarily be in conflict with one God. Because you got to know what one God really means. And we got to know what characteristics really means. And what does it mean when we say Hashem has characteristics? So there's so many multiples here, variables, and the worst one is the lack of language for this and the lack of schema for this. So that's the main thing that he's saying. So cognition of things, says the Rambam, can happen even if you have no language to express it. That's the point he's going to make. And uh, and, and, and and he's saying verbal affirmations are not worth that much as opposed to knowledge affirmations. In other words, you really understand it, and by from understanding it, you say the word but there's so much more hidden meaning in those words that it's beyond what those simple words are saying. And now that's important, because then you're going to live in that reality. And that's clear. You shall know today, and put it into your heart so that you live in that reality. And that's what the Rambam wants us to understand, and that's where he's going to be pushing overall in the book. This whole idea of a closer relation with Hashem takes a lot of intellect. Rambam is very much into the intellect as opposed to the emotion 
which would be other form, you know, forms of Hasidus or things like that. So that is what the general topic of discussion is over here. So let's start a little bit of this uh, discussion over here. Okay. Okay, know those of you who are going to look into this essay. Deya, we're going to call Das, and we'll explain that it means true understanding of something. Like Mamish understanding it, like the Pusik. Do we have it over here? No. Yes. Uh, yes, the third source. Now, we know that Yoda, it means he knew Chava, his wife, but it means he was intimate with her. So what does that mean? That means all das really means you're intimate with the information that you have and you're living in that reality of that. It's not just a, a theory. It's not just a fact. It's, an, it's a reality that you understand to the point that you live within that reality. And that is 100% MS. So obviously when a person is intimate with another person, that's a real fact. There's, no, there's nothing not clear about what's going on over there. In a physical way, there can't be anything more clear as that. So when we talk about wisdom, it's got to be as clear as that. You have to be intimately familiar with it to the point that there's no doubt, or as Rev. Noah Weinberg would used to say, five-finger clarity. Just like you know you got five fingers and there's no doubt in the five fingers, when you got say Shema Yisrael, you have to have five fingers. That is Da'as, okay? And he says, It's not just something you say with lip service. You just can't say something smart, and that assumes you're smart. You have to, live that. You have to be intimately understanding what that means of what you say. Yeah? Uh, in, in the Shemona Esrei, you say, Da'as, Dina plus scale, right? Chachma. Well, it depends. Chachma. Yeah. So, Dina is like the knowledge. Dina is the understanding. And then well, we don't, but we don't, yeah, but we don't have to go into that even. That That's not even, it's not, it's an interesting thing, but that's not the, germane for over here. We just need to know the main thing is Das. Everybody agrees. The main, the main thing is Das. Das is living based on the reality that you have understood things to be as. All right? And you absolutely know this, even though you can't explain it. Okay? And there's, and there's, and there's no other way of looking at it. It's, and you've rigorously uh, thought about it, looked at all the sides, and this has to be the conclusion of what you have. Even though there aren't words to describe it, for example, if you say Hashem created the world, okay, can you give me any more detail, please? No. Are there words to describe the detail that happens? Well, we have Kabbalistic words, Mamaros, but you still cannot use any words to explain it. Doesn't mean it's not true. Doesn't mean you can't understand it. You can understand a lot that there was nothing in the world and now Hashem brought something from nothing. Now that's a concept, but even hard though... hard to understand nothing. Okay, true, but there, but there was nothing. So you can, you can conceptualize... 
nothing. You can't see nothing. You can't use words to describe what nothing is. But you can still understand what that there's nothing. And there was nothing. And then Hashem just says, voila, there'll be something. When we say there's nothing in the room, there's lots of things in the room. Yeah. So right? say it's a vacuum. All right. So these are, but, but, so therefore, just because I can't use the words doesn't mean it's not so. And doesn't mean I'm not 100% sure that it was that way. Yeah. So why do we have those things where we're told not to ponder? Oh, who's, who's not the ponder? The weak-minded. No, I thought, something, I thought there's something that nobody is supposed to think okay, about. Okay, so what before happened before creation? creation? Yeah, why, it's, why, no, no, of, why of it, course. Starts with, it starts with a base. You know? Okay, so we don't try to understand. We know we can't understand it on a deep level, but we can understand it on a level that relates to us, and that is true. Okay, but there's still a lot of things really generally should be shunned. Like mice and recover, generally stay away. Unless you're really smart. What I was going to say what you have to be in order to get into those areas. Okay, so now, so he continues. He says, the only thing that we can call as real das is shehit stayer benefesh. It is portrayed in your soul. Kasher me'amsin, so as you make it true, shukach kafi shehit stayer. It's exactly the way that you have that image of reality as such. So therefore, we would call that a knowledge affirm- affirmation, where you're absolutely clear about this, then you could say, I have a das of that. But just to say that this I, I believe in this idea, but you have no way of proving that at all, even to your abstract mind, then that's just verbalizing things. Okay? Now, im ato me'osam shemaspik lahem So if you're those people, that it's just enough that you have the fundamentals. Okay, I believe in the 13 principles of faith, on imamin, Okay, that's fine. Mean hashkafa nechonos. It happens to be a correct hashkafa. The third amamis. O shechoshim shehem nechonos. Or you think that they are true. Bekach shetomer asam bepicha that you say them with your mouth. Believe shetaskilo something without really intellectually pondering them and understanding them. Kol shikain shetachar bhemal anochon. And all the more so you haven't really investigated if it really is true. So just to say I believe in the 13 principles, let's say, I raise that calmo, that's very easy. You find with the masses um, of foolish people, they grasp onto ideas that they don't understand at all uh, of their meaning. But they say it, and I believe it, you know. I, you know, I believe Hashem is one. Now, have you investigated? You say, why is that? What does that mean that Hashem is one? What does that mean that Hashem is one? Hashem really is, is every, uh, every shred of existence depends on Hashem in every moment. And it all works together in one way. You know, when you say those things, you got to live your life a lot different if you really believe that. But they say, I believe that Hashem is one. 
אבל למטה, ממי שנסו ליבו להסרום הם למעלה, הנעלה הזו מעלה סעים, אבל אם אתה מישהו שרוצה להעלות את הרחבות להיות לבחירות בבחירות של ספקולציה, ושיסבר לך באמס שהשם אחד אחדוס אמיתיס, ושיסבר לך באמת שהשם אחד אחדוס אמיתיס, ושיסבר לך באמת שהשם אחד אחדוס אמיתיס, ושיסבר That already, that's a whole different idea. Okay? You, you could say, yeah, you're one. You're one guy. But that's not one. You got a million parts to you. So that's not one. That's not one. To say an absolute one. Now that takes a lot of, what do you mean an absolute one? Right? So therefore, Im Cain, if that's the case, da. If Hashem is really one, so he has no essential attributes which divide Hashem. Not in any time or situation. Just like it's impossible for God to be physical. He can't have an essential characteristic such as kindness. That can't be an essential characteristic. It is not that God is kind because now we've uh, departmentalized that and we're, and we're saying there's something to that. And then what about if God is cruel? Well, they got another compartment. That is not what God is. Now that can be what God does. But they can't be what God is. Avol imisha sovor. If you think God is one God with many characteristics, what does that mean? With your mouth, you're saying he's one. But in your mind, you think he's a plural. It's like the Christian says. They believe in one God, the Christians. But he's three. And then the Shlom Shechot, and the three are one. Good luck with the Trinity. Is he one? Is he three? Which one is he? Kach Divya Omer, just like a person who says, Hu Echad, he's one God. El Shubal Toiri, Mispar, he has many, many characteristics. And you want to say, Vahu Vitarav Echad, him and his characteristics are one? Well, listen, Im Saluk HaGashmas, if you've removed all types of physicality, and you establish there's an absolute simplicity, okay? So, for those people, so therefore the investigation, for these people who don't do this, it's only, hey, Chlomer, what do you say? We're just saying, what do you say? but not how to establish into our heart. And Establishing in a heart is only after lots of brain work. when you establish something in your, in your mind of understanding to be true, 
It's mamish completely true after it's gone through the vetting process of intellect. Which is even really beyond thought. The way normal person thinks. All right, we'll stop it over here. We've just started to get into this. We'll get more, but it, it's very clear that it's going to be a big impact. It, uh, when you say Shema Yisrael, what do you mean? Not what do you say, what do you mean? And this is going to be the intro. The next chapters we'll start discussing. So what? how do you explain the characteristics of Hashem? Are we going to get into Because it's very difficult to live as an individual person with Hashem as everything and this whole free will stuff and the fact that Hashem is Okay, we'll people. see. We'll yeah. see. I think that's why it's, it's okay. hard to sort of live that way. Okay.